Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for College Football Week 11. Our man, Dynamite David, is with us. Dynamite Picks. How are we this week, Dynamite? Doing great. Uh, Solid week last week. Looking forward to some more action this week. Yeah, uh, if there is any by the time... Saturday comes around. <laughs> yeah, what do we got? Uh, five canceled games so far? I'm not sure the SEC is playing any meaningful game this week. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I didn't really have any of those games in my picks. I think you had a couple in there, but uh, just yeah, move I on had... and uh, carry on, I guess. Uh, though the slate felt a little more like it was week four or five than it had been the last couple of weeks with a full slate of games. Yeah. It seems like we had such a good week last week that it's going to be kind of a letdown this week, but I've still got some good picks. that are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our. Now this made headlines. Like you said, I think this was probably uh last weekend was Probably the best weekend to sort of full slate of college football games. A lot of good games going on. So um, let's start out with one I think you probably left and then saw the score a little later and was like, what the hell happened? Uh, USC and uh, Arizona State turned out to be a pretty good game after being sort of a sluggish affair for three and a half quarters. Not even three and a half. I think three and three-fourths um, quarters. Uh you you said you left, and then you saw the score. Uh, what did you make of the game? Yeah, I was watching this game from the get-go. This I, I had my eye on this for most of the early slate of games, and, you know, I was watching USC. They were moving the ball really well. Looked like a, you know, a early 2000s USC team. They were running the ball well. They were slinging the ball well. Slovis was doing really well. 40 of 55 for 381 yards. But – they just kept turning the ball over, uh, couldn't figure out how to get it in the end zone. And Arizona State was pretty much just running it. Uh, they had no passing game whatsoever. And uh, that quarterback was running the ball well, and they were maintaining a lead. And they got an interception with like six minutes to go and had the ball. And I just I thought it was done. I was like, I'm going to get a nap in before this big SEC game at 3.30. Wake up. Missed out on my upset pick of the week. USC somehow managed to get the wins. Watched some highlights. Saw that ugly tip pass that uh, two Arizona State players <laughs> could have had. And then USC got it. And then that onside kick recovery, uh, just everything fell their way there at the end. But I thought USC was the better team here. Yeah, uh, I thought that at least in the second half, I thought they were for sure the better team. I, the only thing I can criticize uh, Arizona State for, if anything. I I thought they sort of pulled off the gas in the second half a little bit, trying to just maintain their lead and uh, play defense. Now, the way USC won it, uh, that stupid tip pass on fourth down, then getting, you know, uh, onside kick, and then actually the touchdown pass to win it was thrown into double coverage, and that guy probably should have picked it off on fourth down as well. So, uh, I mean, a whole lot had to go right for USC to 
win that game. Uh, but uh, I did think in the second half, Arizona State probably got a little too conservative. They were able to sort of run the ball and pound it in that first half and sort of control the game a little bit better than they did in the second half where USC was moving up and down, but they kept sort of shooting themselves in the foot until they figured out to throw it right to the Arizona State guys and then they'll get touchdowns or something. All right, uh, so that one, uh, I guess, probably has a lot of Pac-12 South indications. Uh, Did you watch anybody else in the uh, Pac-12 South that you thought could contend with uh, USC or Arizona State? Um, nothing really popped out yet. Um, you know, uh, really, I think it's going to be between those two. Uh, and Arizona State could, you know, potentially win out. Uh, and I could see USC dropping one. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, with a Utah game getting canceled, I think that was probably the only one uh, – other in the Pac-12 South, uh, UCLA let me down a little bit, uh, though they didn't. They scored a ton of points. If they don't turn the ball over like seven straight times to start the game, they probably dominate that game. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on to uh, the Friday game, the big showdown for uh, BYU. Went into Boise and handled them pretty good. Now it sort of helped uh, that the uh, first or second play of the game, Boise lost their quarterback and uh, threw a, out a kid out there who uh, looked like he was not quite ready for major college football action. But uh, nonetheless, uh, when you can go into Boise and score uh, 40-plus points, uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, which one of us got this pick right? Uh, I believe it was the Dynamite. Yeah, uh, and I think you you told me to always go with Boise at home. No, I said always go with Boise at home getting points. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, next time that might happen will be 20 years from now. So. If the podcast okay. lasts that long, we're in good shape. <laughs> well, Zach Wilson uh, dominated this this competition in this game, and uh, he was originally committed to Boise State, uh, decommitted, went to BYU, and uh, got 360 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Like you said, Jack Sears left in the first quarter with a concussion, and that was pretty much the end of the game right then and there, and, and BYU just dominated from the get-go. Yeah, uh, Boise State uh, <clears throat> didn't look great defensively, which uh, was – possibly my main concern uh that BYU could light them up but uh BYU looked good again little problem uh their other big win was going to be San Diego State at the end of the season and they somehow had a major letdown versus San Jose State over the week so uh as much as uh the Cinderella story Boise ride probably gonna go undefeated I, I just don't think they'll have the sort of quality wins that they uh need to put themselves in that playoff picture, especially when you sort of zero in on this win with Boise's quarterback going out. Yeah, I, I don't think uh I don't think their schedule is gonna get them there, but I tell you what, if they if they do play some bowl games, I'd love to see uh BYU go up against Coastal Carolina. I think that'd be a great matchup. Yeah. Uh and also with all these games getting canceled, Zach Wilson I think starting to move up the Heisman rankings because I don't know how many games Josh Field is gonna end up playing and Trevor Lawrence has already missed too. So um Yeah, it just depends on how much they factor in the uh the level of difficulty they're going up against and, and the size of the schedule. If, if they're truly just going off of numbers or if they're just going to go or they're going to go off of like a per game average, maybe to help even out the playing field. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the big sec matchup of the week, which also turned out to be a bit of a dud 
Uh, Georgia got off to a hot start, and it uh, fizzled quickly. Florida's offense got revved up and uh, didn't look back. Uh, what'd you make of Florida? Uh, the defense still looks pretty poor. It helped when the Georgia backup quarterback came in and was completely atrocious. I, I don't know how long that guy's going to be at the University of Georgia. My guess is that kid probably transfers. He doesn't look like a uh, SEC-level quarterback. But uh, Florida bounces back off that A&M uh, loss and uh, looks to be in control of the SEC East. Well, I tell you, there's one thing I learned from this game and, and watching Florida in previous games. If you want to beat Florida, you've got to be able to run the ball. And uh, Georgia started out doing that really well. You know, the first drive, they had that 75-yard touchdown pass. But that ended up being uh, almost half of their rushing yards they accumulated in this whole game. The Florida started scoring, and Georgia was just trying to play catch-up, and uh, it didn't turn out too well for them. I think Georgia's the type of team that they're going to – they're going to have to have a, a lead and hang on to it, slow the game down, and they just got into a shootout. You're not going to win a shootout with Florida. No, certainly not if you're Georgia uh, with that offense. Um, well, their so, quarterback, you know, Stetson Bennett and Dwan Mathis, they combined for 9 of 29 for 112 yards and two touchdowns, three interceptions. And uh, uh, But Florida really impressed me offensively. Uh, Trask threw for 474 yards and, and spread the ball around to 10 different receivers while doing that. So he's not just locked into that superstar tight end. He's, he's throwing it around the field. Yeah. Trask has impressed me. I'm, uh, I thought he was sort of a game manager last year, but he's certainly opened up the way he uh, spreads the ball around. And uh, it's not just Dick and duck. He's taken a lot of deep shots. Now it, he does have some nice weapons there, but uh, whereas uh, last year, I didn't think he had much of a future. I, I, think he might be able to at least be a backup quarterback in the NFL uh, now with what I'm seeing from him. Uh, what do you make of Kyle Trask? Um, yeah, I mean, like I just said, you know, he's been looking really good. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over too much. Spreads the ball around. And uh, 474 yards in this game against probably one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, really impressed. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, big night game. Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh this actually turned into a pretty good game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually wasn't needed. The quarterback behind him uh, appears to be uh, possibly even better uh, than Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if that's entirely true, but uh, he certainly has size and arm and uh, can move around back there a little bit. So, uh, Yeah, really I'm going to take, take a shot here at pronouncing his name. Okay, uh, go DJ for it. Uyan Gulele. Uh, I think that's pretty close. Uh, but he 439 yards and two touchdowns plus a rushing touchdown. He, I was really impressed. I think he's going to be a problem the next three years at Clemson for sure. Um, but Notre Dame ended up getting the win. And uh, I, I I have to say that I think Clemson probably uh, – I don't know if just the rest of the team didn't play as well because Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. But their defense is, is hurting them right now. And uh, that's probably the bigger issue than – than Trevor Lawrence being out. Yeah, uh, they're really weird, whereas they give up a ton of points, and, you know, they did that to Notre Dame early like they did the week before, and then, you know, that second half, all of a sudden, they sort of shut them down, uh, much like they did to uh, BC the week before. So it's just, um, it. I can't really tell if they're a bad defense or just sort of playing in weird stretches. The effort's not always there all the time, but... Uh, 
it seems like when they want to turn it up, they shut you down, but it doesn't always seem to be there. And then they uh, gave up that big pass uh, towards the end of the game to tie it up for Notre Dame. And uh, and then, you know, college overtime, it's a flip-the-coin situation. You never know what you're going to get. And Notre Dame got their big win on the season. Now uh, we'll see if they have a letdown uh, to end the season, but uh, they look on pace to get to that championship game. Uh, if they go to the championship game, lose to Clemson, do you still have them in your four? Um, if you know, if there's a one-loss Florida champion or an undefeated Cincinnati, I put one of those teams in. Um, but if you know Alabama runs the table, beats the East team in the SEC championship game, and and Cincinnati stumbles, then yeah, I could see that happening, but. Uh, I would definitely put a one-loss East champion in over a one-loss Notre Dame losing. Well, it's gonna. It gets weird too. Uh, Ohio State's games canceled, and the Big Ten, I guess, isn't making any of these games up. I don't think they have time. So, uh, what level do you cut a Ohio State uh, or a Wisconsin, for that matter? Now that they sort of somehow missed their two hardest games on the schedule. Uh, where do you uh, cut them off of being in playoff contention? Six wins, five wins. Honestly, okay, and I don't. I don't think the playoff committee is going to look at the total number of wins at all. I think they're really just going to look at the teams. And I think Ohio State could play no more games this year, and they would get a playoff spot. That's and and just because they're Ohio State and and the viewers they would get. Uh, Wisconsin, not so much. Uh, I think they're going to have to get some more wins under their belt. And, uh, but, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, but I think Ohio state's pretty much a lock. You can count on them being there. Yeah. Uh, especially with how poor the, uh, big 10 has sort of been this year. Um, we won't touch on it too long, but, uh, Michigan once again, looked, uh, like complete garbage versus Indiana. They honestly, Indiana looked like the much better team on the field, uh, this Harbaugh yeah. thing looks like a probably a mutual parting at the end of the year. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think they're going to wait till the end of the year and just kind of have a quiet separation. I don't think they want to fire him midseason just out of respect for his his Michigan legacy. I guess not so much his coaching legacy, but um, plus, I, I mean, I don't. I don't think they get Hugh Freeze, and he's really the only big name coach. Well, he just signed like a massive extension at Liberty, so it. Yeah, but I mean, they're not on the hook for that buyout if he chooses to leave. So yeah, I know, but uh, he gets a better job offer. I think he's going to go, uh, but I think they wait till the end of the year, and, and definitely because I, I see them losing some more games. And you know, props to Indiana first win versus Michigan and since 1987, uh, longer than I've been alive. So big win for them. Um. What do you make of this Indiana team? Uh, can they? I think they play Ohio State next week. What have you seen? Do you think they can play with Ohio State, or is it the Big Ten is just bad and they're sort of a good team amongst a lot of really bad ones? I, I think they're pretty solid. They're they're a well balanced team. Um, I'd like to see their defense play a little bit better, but uh, they've got a solid running game and. Uh, We'll see how they do against Ohio State. That I think that's the real test, and uh, I think I've got I've got them as one of my picks this week. I think they're going to continue rolling into that game undefeated. All right, we'll cover our uh, 
last game. Um, Oklahoma State stayed in control, uh, probably of the Big 12, as long as they don't lose, you know, another one. Sort of gutted out a tough win over Kansas State. Got a, I'd say, a fortuitous fumble right into the guy's gut as he had a wide open lane to the end zone to pretty much win that game. But uh, Oklahoma State uh, bounces back. Uh, do you see them winning uh, the Big 12? Or Oklahoma has started to churn up the offensive machine, and I've already heard ESPN and other outlets start to rehype them back up as they score 70 points on Kansas. But um, what do you make of it? Well, you know, I really wasn't impressed. I uh, I didn't see this game live. I went back and watched it, and uh, Oklahoma State did not play well in this game. Kansas State actually dominated this game for the most part. Yeah, uh, I was watching it uh, simultaneously with a couple other games, and every time I looked on the screen, Kansas State was the one in control. They just, uh, sort of like USC, they just kept making stupid mistakes that uh, cost them the game, and they didn't get two uh, lucky tip passes and an onside kick in the uh, end of the game. Well, for some for some reason, they uh, you know they had that early two point conversion just because they felt like it, and and they missed it, and that caused them to have to go for two to go for the tie at the end of the game. Um, you know, Will Howard's playing well ever since he stepped in as starting quarterback. Not a whole lot of passing yards, but he also had 125 yards rushing, touchdown passing, touchdown running. But, uh, you know, until that scoop and score, Kansas State was in full control of that game. And uh, I I just, you know, winning teams find a way to win in the end, and that's what Oklahoma State did. But uh, I, I think Oklahoma probably has a good shot against them in the, uh, in the matchup they're going to have later on this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, touch on one more game. They aren't playing this week. Uh, you liked them last week. Uh, Maryland uh, annihilated Penn State. Uh, Penn State now 0-3. Maryland, uh, after a, I don't even know what to make of that Northwestern game, a god-awful showing there has put together two really good offensive games. Um, canceled this week, but uh, Penn State, where do they sit? Maryland? What are you seeing from them that uh, all of a sudden they're dominating teams? Well, I wouldn't say dominating. Uh, their offense is dominating. Um, their defense is, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree. <laughs> um, so I don't know how many more games they'll, they'll continue to win, but I think they can score on just about anybody. Um, I don't, for whatever reason, they couldn't get their offense going in that first game, but they've, they've figured it out and they're clicking. Uh I actually had them as one of my picks uh, this week. I had them at plus 27 and a half against Ohio State. I think they were going to be able to, to score enough to keep me in that one, but that game got canceled. And then, uh, you know, Penn State, I don't know how much they have left to play for this year. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they just come down with the corona bug, quote, unquote, and uh, and just sit out the rest of the season. But yeah, uh, it looks uh, like they're going to play. That might you save what? James Franklin's job as well. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> – I really wanted to pick them this week. I, I couldn't pull the trigger. Um, I just don't see them losing four in a row. But you know, I it's at Nebraska, and and I, I three points favorites on the road. I, I couldn't pick them. Yeah, I uh, don't have that game in there too. But uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I could not figure out a way to sort of handicap that game one way or the other. Uh, well, I'm, they're both struggling teams looking to rebound, and I think they're both capable of. But performing better than what they have this year, and I just, 
I really want to pick Penn State because I don't think they lose four in a row, but I just I just can't do it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to take Penn State, but they looked actually worse than Nebraska. I I thought now Nebraska has not looked good, and I just I don't know. I couldn't figure out a way to be like, how is this team favored? But then if you flipped it and was like, oh, Penn State's favored, I wouldn't be anywhere near that. So I. I had to stay away, but I was very curious how that uh, game's going to play out. And uh, I figure whoever loses it, the coach is going to be sitting on a much hotter seat than they were at the start of the year. But uh, interesting Big Ten game uh, to to sort of, I don't know, see where these two once powers uh, sit. Um but I guess neither of us handicapped it, so uh, we'll move on to the games we did handicap this week. Uh, you were on fire. You started out the week with a nice little Central Michigan Maction win. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, and then you had, a, you had a Clemson minus five and a half. Did not hit that one, but you did hit your Indiana plus three. Boom goes the dynamite. Your Oklahoma State minus 12 and a half did not hit, but uh, your Florida plus three and a half, I think that was your favorite game you were talking about it all week, did hit. Boom goes the dynamite. Your Maryland plus 25 was a great cover. Now that should have been your upset special. You, I don't even know if they put an upset line on that thing. It, the spread was so big. But a nice <laughs> win. And then your BYU minus three and a half to complete. Boom goes the dynamite. Your five and two week, which brings you overall to 23 and 20 on the week. Slow start on the year, but you've been gaining steam as the year has gone on. Are you... Ready for some good picks this week to continue it on? Yeah, I'm fired up. Uh, you know, if, if if anyone follows me on Twitter, GLN Dynamite underscore D, already picked two Maction winners on one on Tuesday night, one on Wednesday night. Um, I had uh, I had Eastern Michigan last night, Wednesday night, uh, plus seven and a half. They barely eked that out, but I got the W. And I also had Buffalo. Uh, I think they were minus – Eight, I think, and they ended up winning by 30-something, so all good there. Yeah, follow David for the Maction action. The Maction genius. Is... I'm, I'm digging this Maction. I think that's where the money money can be made. Yes, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night football. No one's paying yeah, attention, it, it... and you get the big lines. I did not have quite as hot a week, but uh, I sort of expected it because I think I told you I hated every game I picked and I was struggling to find like four. I went one and three on the week. Uh, Oregon, uh, Stanford, Oregon under was 51 and a half. That was my lone win. Oregon State minus three. I could have used Jake Lutton in there. He was too busy carving up the Houston Texans. (laughs) They did not play all that well. I already briefly went over UCLA's uh, First quarter trouble of holding on to the ball and giving Colorado a free 28 points. So instead of five and a half, I should have gotten my 30 because the quarter was essentially over. But uh, they showed some heart there in the second half and ended up scoring a bunch of points. So I'm probably going to end up screwing myself all year long on UCLA, thinking they're going to be good and they're going to disappoint me. And last but not least, I had Boise State plus three and a half. 
also a loss. So a uh, tough week. I, I feel a little bit better about this week. Uh, my overall record, 27-16-1. So uh, I think we both had upset special of uh, Arizona State, and uh, that was a little yeah. heartbreak. And uh, <laughs> I think they should have paid that out for us just for the overall odds of USC somehow finding a way to win that game. But uh, let's get to the picks this week. What do you got this week, David? Uh, I got six picks and my upset special. I have six picks as well, so we're on the same wavelength. Why don't you start out for us? Okay, starting out, I think this is an easy W. Uh, Oregon at Washington State, I've got them at minus 7.5. That line has moved a little bit since I jumped on it. It's minus 10.5 now. Uh, If it goes a little bit higher, I may may split the difference there and middle it. Uh, But... uh, you know, Shuck looked really good against Stanford, had 230 yards passing and 85 yards rushing. I, I like this Oregon team, 9-11 on third downs. Um, I think this should be an easy W. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I just, uh, after getting burned by Washington State last week, I'm going to stay away this week and uh, see if they still have a little of that uh, offensive magic left over from uh, Mike Leach. Uh, my first pick of the week, uh, Minnesota. Plus three and a half versus Iowa. Minnesota looked like they got a little bit of their mojo back. Um, I don't think Iowa's all that good. I think Michigan State's just really bad. So uh, we'll see if Minnesota has that magic back or they're just a terrible team. Yeah, they burned me twice earlier this year. I'm staying away from Minnesota. (laughs) I'm on a ledge here. If they burn me, I probably will not take them the rest of the year. But uh I think they get their mojo going this week So uh, and uh, beat up on Iowa, plus that three and a half. I don't think Iowa should be favored over anybody. So uh, what do you got up next? Up next, I've got North Texas plus 14 at UAB. Uh, they're coming off a big 52 to 35 win over MTSU. North Texas generated 768 yards of offense in that game, and uh, I think they're going to continue that success against UAB, who just gave up 30 to La Tech. Uh, UAB is also having issues at quarterback. Uh, last week, they only had 149 yards and two interceptions. And their starter on the year has seven touchdowns to eight interceptions. So I think North Texas easily covers the 14 and may even have a shot for the outright win. Well, that's a good call. Uh, getting into the big-time games, uh, I see there. All right, <laughs> yes, uh, my well, next one. not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I go uh, uh, pretty much the same round as you, but uh, no spread. Army versus Tulane under the 47 and a half. Uh, Fritz was a option quarterback, or not an option, option football coach for many years, uh, the coach at Tulane. Uh, Army and Tulane play each other all the time. Uh, uh, two option teams playing each other. I look for unders all the time, and uh, 47 and a half seemed like a little high for two teams that will be running the ball a lot and uh, milking that clock down. So uh, 47 and a half under Tulane and Army. Well, my, I will go to my next pick. I've actually got Army uh, plus five and a half in this game. Uh, Army, you know, coming off a bye week from their canceled game against the Air Force. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game, uh, and I think they're going to have a little bit of revenge because they lost this matchup last year. Um but I think this is really going to be quite the defensive battle. Uh, Army's top 10 in scoring defense, and uh, they also have nine interceptions on the year with three defensive touchdowns. Yeah, um, I was a little shocked the line, uh, the over-under was as high as it was. That's why I sort of jumped on it. And then, you know, and it's going to be kind of 
Army's rushing attack versus Tulane's rushing defense. Army's averaging 358 yards rushing, but Tulane's only giving up 128 yards rushing per game and, and three yards per carry. So uh, interesting to see uh, which way it's going to go, but I think Army getting the benefit of the bye week is going get to the, get the cover here at least and maybe even the win. I All like right. the plus five and a half, though. Good call. All right, uh, my next game, Boston College plus 13 and a half versus Notre Dame. Just feeling a little letdown spot here by Notre Dame. Boston College, uh, I don't really think they're a good team, but these are the kind of games they like to sort of cover. Uh, 13 and a half, I figure Notre Dame will just sort of ease into it. I, I don't know if that uh, offense can uh, bounce uh, two games in a row and put up 40. So uh like the Boston College getting 13 and a half here for a little letdown from Notre Dame this week. Yeah, if that was 14, I'd, I'd probably like it. I mean, obviously, it'd be a lot better. But yes, uh, uh, I, I could see the letdown from Notre Dame just kind of coasting, making sure they get the win, but maybe not a huge win. I could also see Boston College scoring like three points and me getting screwed over. But uh, <laughs> we'll uh, just uh, live with it and uh, see if Notre Dame can come with the same energy they came with last week. All right, what do you got up next? Up next, I've got a, a Big Ten matchup. I already mentioned this a little bit, uh, but I've got Indiana minus seven and a half at Michigan State. I don't know why this spread uh, isn't larger than what it is. Michigan State is absolutely terrible. I guess they're still getting a little bit of credit for their win over Michigan. Uh, but I watched, you know, I had I had Michigan State in the, in the points last week against Iowa, and I watched Iowa just absolutely destroy a terrible Michigan State game. And I think this Indiana team is really getting some momentum going. Uh, I, I think they cover and and win more than seven and a half. Yeah, good call. Uh, my next one, I'm going back to the Pac-12 and going against Colorado again this week. Uh, I didn't love the way Stanford looked, but uh, if you sort of look at the way Colorado played last week, they just sort of benefited off uh, bad UCLA plays. Uh, I don't love the line, but uh, I think Stanford's a uh, the better team here. So I got Stanford minus the seven this week. Yeah, I like that pick. I was actually, you know, looking back last week at Stanford and, you know, Stanford actually played pretty solid against Oregon. They were moving the ball. They had 430, 13 yards of offense, but, uh, you know, they over four on field goals. So uh, if Stanford can keep moving the ball like they did against Oregon and, and maybe finish some drives, uh, that, that could be a good pick there. Yeah, definitely. All right. What do you got up next? Up next, I've got Miami plus two and a half at Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, Kings coming off that huge game against NC State, 430 yards passing and 105 yards rushing. And Virginia Tech has just not been hot lately. You know, they lost to Wake Forest two weeks ago. Ugly loss to Liberty last week. And I just think Miami's starting to get some momentum back, and uh, they come in and win big here. I love the fact that they're getting two and a half. Yeah, that's a good call, Uh I got my next one, another under, Louisville and Virginia, under 66 and a half. Um, just seemed like a pretty high uh, number. Uh, Virginia's defense hasn't been all that great this year, but uh, just think these two teams sort of play uh, a low 30s, mid-20s type game here, and uh, just 66 and a half seemed a couple points too high for uh, my liking. I don't know how much of the game I will actually be watching, though. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't seem like an interesting game to watch. But, uh, yeah, it, it could be a little ugly, you know, but you never know. It Louisville could score 50. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're they're probably one of my hardest teams to read uh, week to week. Them in Florida State. I don't know what I'm getting. All right, what do you got up next? Uh, for my last uh, pick this week, I've got West Virginia at home against TCU, minus three. Uh, you know, you taught me a good lesson about these West Virginia games and, and teams going across the country to play them. Um, TCU's starting to get a little bit of their mojo back after uh, wins against Baylor and Texas Tech, but I, I think them running up against this good defense West Virginia's got, plus being on the road. You know, West Virginia held Texas last week, who's averaging 44 points a game, held them to 17 in Texas. Um, I think West Virginia gets the win big here, uh, easily covers the three points. Yeah, uh, TCU's been playing so well, I very much almost uh, broke my uh, rule about taking uh, Big 12 road teams going to West Virginia for noon games, but uh, I talked myself and made sure uh, I did not go that way, so uh, I marked this one off after uh, contemplating going with the uh, TCU just because they've been playing so well of late, but uh, then I foresaw my TCU down 17 nothing in the first quarter, and I was like, yeah, stay away. Don't worry about it and uh, move on just as nice as the lines seem to be. Uh, my last one is South Carolina Old Miss. We're going to have a little fun here and go over the 70 and a half points. Uh, now, that's a little insane going with a Will Muschep offense to score a lot of points, but uh, I think the way Old Miss plays defense, um, this South Carolina team tries to hit big plays. They don't do it very often, but if they're going to hit them, it will probably be versus Old Miss defense. So I assume Old Miss will get their token 30 points and uh, we'll be riding in a pretty big shootout here and uh, go over the 70 and a half this week. Yeah, I looked at this one a little bit and I just, for whatever reason, I, I see this being just a really weird game. And uh, I don't think it's going to follow trends at all. So I, I decided to stay away from it. Yeah, that was probably a good call. I just, uh, I don't know. I watched South Carolina try to hit big passes for six weeks and fail. And I figured if there was a week they were going to hit them, it would be this week. So uh, I thought maybe we'd get the shootout this week. Uh, what's your upset special this week? My upset special already uh, picked them plus the 14. I, I actually really like North Texas. I got great value on them. I got them plus 420. I think they're going to go and uh, win against UAB. All right. Uh, I didn't love a lot of upsets, so this one's kind of marginal. But uh, I got Georgia Tech at home this week over Pittsburgh. Uh, this is Pittsburgh's second road game in a row. Uh, it's only plus 190. It's not that huge. But uh, with such a small sp slate, I, I couldn't really find a really good uh, good uh, upset special so i got a puny one georgia tech plus the 190 all right that's our show for the week enjoy your picks and we're out